Ladies and gentlemen, we are live again. Sober Grind, back in the house. Back in the house? Back in the house. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? How's everybody? <laughs> As always, my name is Austin Armstrong, and I'm joined by my special friend. Pej. Pej here. It's a pleasure as How's always. everybody doing today? <laughs> today, we have a, another amazing topic. Might be a little hard to get into this. Why is that? Well, Explain. because that's what Care we're... to elaborate? Yeah, I would love to elaborate. Okay. So we're going to be talking about why it's so hard to reach out for help. Help as in recovery. Okay. You're struggling. So there's a lot of things that go in here. Uh, and I'd love to hear your opinions as well. So if there's anything on your mind, whether it be for you or for your loved one, uh, leave us that in the comments below and we'll address that live. So, Pej, why, let's, let's just start. Why do you think that it's oftentimes so hard to ask for help. Well, you know, it's interesting that you asked that question. Um, I was somewhere today mm. uh, where this, the reason I even thought about this topic for today was because um, I was somewhere where this was a topic and people mm. were talking about it and a few friends had mentioned that Very timely. Uh, a lot of times ego and pride will get in the way of yeah. people asking for help. Now, um, is that always true that somebody's ego and pride gets in the way of them getting help? When you're um, engulfed in your disease or your addiction or your alcoholism, uh, sometimes you don't want to get help. So it's not even a matter of True. ego and pride. I think it's just a matter of you like to numb out and mm. you don't think you have a problem. So in your own mind, you're minimizing your own um, addictions, mm. right? So, And then also there's a lot of times when people are being enabled by family members. Sure. So why would they ask for help when somebody's nurturing their addiction if they're harboring the addict alcoholic, if they're allowing them to live in their home and they still are using and drinking there, how do they think that they need help? You know, it's it's like their safe haven for them to be able to use, drink, do whatever they want at home. And, and so it's not like they're really desperate. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, oftentimes, more so than none, people that really, really do end up asking for help run out of options completely. Mm. So when they have nothing else going for them and they're absolutely completely licked and desperate, that's when they'll ask for help. And, you know, um, but it's, it's a tough thing to do. I mean, I speak from my own experience. Um, my biggest fear was to ask for help. I, mm. you know, it was like I knew something was wrong. I knew while I was stuck in the abyss of my addiction, um, I probably should ask for help. I probably should, but I didn't know how. And a lot of mm. people don't know how. They don't know who to ask and how to go about it. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, I think there's also, when it comes to ego and pride, though, ego and pride will definitely make you think that people would judge you. They'll look down on you. They'll they'll think less of you. They'll think that you never amounted to anything and you're a complete mm. loser, uh, drug addict, alcoholic, whatever. So uh, there's a lot to it. Got it. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I, I want to go into, I think that's a great segue into figuring out how to actually ask for help in different ways. Mm -hmm. So what are some common ways that, that someone would ask for help? I know there's a lot of different ways. Is it talking to a specific family member? Is it researching on your own? Mm -hmm. Well, again, you know, if somebody... So, you know, like in a lot of schools, they have a counseling department and they know if their students are under the influence, uh, they're readily available and they make themselves available to be able to assist the student in finding their way. A lot of uh, businesses have HR departments. So mm. so you can go to the HR department. You don't necessarily want to go say, I'm suffering from alcoholism. 
or addiction. I'm using drugs because then you think you might get fired. A lot of people are reluctant to doing that. So that fear is there that mm. if I tell on myself, uh, this may hurt me. This may uh, make me. This may affect me job wise. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, as far as school wise, maybe uh, the counselor. And I'm again, I'm saying this from my own personal experience. I went to the art institute when I was at the art mm. institute. My life wasn't going right. I was crashing cars continually. I was late for class. I was put on academic probation. I was afraid, you know, and I knew that um, I went to go talk to a counselor and I wanted to let them know that the reason I'm falling short and falling behind in school was because uh, it's overwhelming. It's too much. But heaven forbid, I wasn't going to admit to them I'm a full-blown drug addict. And the reason that I'm not making it to class on time or finishing my assignments or doing well on the tests and nodding out in class is because I do a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, So um, there's that fear. You know, It's like, who do you talk to? And um, if you've never been familiar with the recovery community or have never been acquainted with it, it's hard to know who to talk to or who the right person would be to guide you in the right direction. Mm, that's great advice. So what about some alternative ways? So say you're a, an extremely introverted person that doesn't want to even put yourself in that scenario to reach out to an HR department or reach out to a, a friend or a family member. I know some uh, uh, treatment center websites and whatnot have uh, different forums and different things that you could reach out. What are some of these alternative ways that you recommend or can think of so that someone can maybe go online and, and talk to someone through chat or through some means that is is less invasive in their mind well i think in this day and age there's pl plenty of resources online mm -hmm. where i'm sure if you just uh typed into google that you could you know i'm struggling with drug addiction you're probably going to get um a slew of different uh treatment centers that'll come at sure. you left and right to try to get you into their center mm -hmm. but you can also say uh forums you know like asking about mm, forums then on facebook facebook's a great tool uh to utilize for those types of forums and depending on who you are and if you filter through them and see what what you find more suitable to your needs you can find good ones obviously we have the, the ask an addiction specialist yeah. forum uh where um you can ask people in that forum about your drug addiction, if you are suffering, if you have a loved one that's suffering, you can also, um, add, you know, and then we have professionals that are in there or people that are in recovery that would be readily available to answer these types of questions. There's a lot of other forums, you know, there's forums for uh, mothers and fathers that have lost their kids and they're, they're dedicating their lives to be of service to people yeah. and helping them, helping assist them in uh, doing the right things for their children as opposed to, to the wrong things. So, you know, there, there's, um, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of other pages. I haven't really investigated them that much to speak on them, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other pages that that are um, recovery pages. You know, there's uh, a lot of uh, twelve-step communities. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. there's the, there's a few pages that I'm actually linked to and involved with that um, we come and talk about recovery. We talk about uh, we 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 raise provocative questions. Mm -hmm. uh, we like to ask questions. We like to see what other people's takes are on um, recovery and how they're doing the recovery. And then we also like to talk to the people that are struggling because someone's always struggling. Yeah. Someone's always hurting. Someone's always too afraid to ask for help. Gotcha. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. I think there's a couple apps online uh, for your phone too. I think uh, In the Rooms uh, is, a, is a good forum. There's a Meeting Finder one um, um, In mm -hmm. the Rooms. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different apps. Yeah. That's great. To be able to find those, those uh, forums or meetings in your local area that you can go and uh, catch a meeting. 
catch a meeting. Yeah. Catch a meeting, everyone. Uh, I want to open this up again to to all of our viewers, listeners, and watchers. If if maybe you're struggling to ask for help or you have a, a loved one or a friend, uh, let us know in the comments what what you're going through. Maybe we can help you. Maybe we can uh, give you some clarity. That's exactly why we're here. Yes. Uh, but to, to keep going on here, so what what's some actionable tips, even more so if someone's watching this right now, for instance, they're on the fence, they don't know what to do, they don't know what to ask, what is or what are a couple good things that you would advise to well, just take that jump? My advice is, is that if you have no experience with recovery, if, if you've never attempted to get sober before, if you've never, if that's not even a concept that's uh, fathomable, fathomable in, your, in your mind, if you don't even know what true recovery is, and that when we say true recovery, when I say true recovery or, or com being completely sober, that means being abstinent from all mm. mind-altering substances, mm -hmm. as in, you know, pure abstinence. You are not using anything that affects you from the head up. Mm -hmm. So if you have no experience with this, you've never actually been in um, that type of environment, um, and you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and your lifestyle's not working for you, and you feel like... Uh, the drugs have caught up to you and that you're not doing well and that you may be, your job may be at risk, your family may be at risk or, you know, job loss and things mm. like that. There's help out there. There's yeah. help out there. And there's there's uh, plenty of people who can help you. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm connected to uh, a whole slew of people that can help, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that's what we do. Now, if you are familiar, you already know where to go and you know mm. what to do. And if you don't know, Know that we are here for you always. Uh, we're not standing here in judgment of, I mean, I can speak for myself and many of the people around me. And what I really love about our recovery community more locally here in Southern California is that uh, we don't shoot our, shoot our wounded. So if somebody's suffering and they've gone back That's out, great. we we are always uh, waiting for them mm -hmm. at the gates of sobriety with open arms. So we let them know we love you. We care about you. Let us uh help you learn let us love you until you learn to love yourself that's one of the mm. classic sayings yeah i love that that's great all right is there any uh any additional things that you want to discuss about asking for help and how to ask no i mean i can't emphasize it enough there's there's plenty of help out there um it, and then see there's different types of help obviously there's different types of people that have different types of addiction and different types of support mm -hmm. there's the homeless man who has nothing and no family mm. and and um, is, li a good point. is living I'm, on I'm the streets. Yeah. So how does that one get the help that he needs? Well, obviously there's shelters, and then there's mm -hmm. also uh, various uh, agencies uh, that or nonprofit organizations that will help that man get off the streets. Mm -hmm. If you're in L.A., you have the downtown mission. If you're in Orange County, there's uh, um, there's the soup kitchen, and there's other different places like uh, Charlie Street, and mm. and you know. Um, they're indigent facilities, but they, they definitely help people get off the street. I'm talking like garden variety drunks or full-blown drug addicts that are living out on the streets with hardly anything to their name except mm -hmm. for their shirt on their back. And um, these places will open their doors to people as long as the person is willing. Yeah. But the person has to be completely willing and, and go in uh, without any defense or, or their guards up. Because if they go in, there's a lot of people that go in those places and they end up leaving within a few days. Yeah. Why would you leave the place that's the last house on the block? It's, you know, it doesn't it's make that sense. egoic mind. It, and it happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens. It, um, and for many different reasons. I mean, so many different people have their own uh, 
mentality. So some people, they come in, they may have a lot of uh, trauma and things like that. But the fact is that if you go there and you learn from the ones that came before you and that got their lives back, that gives you hope. Mm -hmm. Now, then there's other people that um, they may want to go to treatment, but and they might want to use their insurance. Like some people don't have the proper insurance to get into certain treatment centers. Some mm. people have the type of insurance that will get them into certain treatment centers. So either way, uh, I've become sort of the source that a lot of people call um, in, in assisting people into getting certain places. I just had a friend that came out from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, I've known him for years, uh, probably about four, five, six years, and he used to be in uh, several different treatment centers. For some reason, you know, okay. uh, treatment centers weren't working out for him. It wasn't helping him. He would sit in lots and lots of groups and do lots and lots of individual therapy. But for some reason, every time he would go back home to Cleveland, he would end up getting loaded again. So, um, you know, he okay. lost he lost some close people to him. Mm. Um, he's been really down about that. Yeah. Um, and, but he's also been lost in his own addiction. And more recently, um, I helped him get out to California. Now, he needed a detox. Yeah. And when you're using heroin or you're doing Xanax or you're doing, you know, um, buprenorphine, right? These types of things, you're going to need a medical detox. Mm -hmm. You know, Suboxone, you're going to need a detox. Yesterday, a guy called me and he said he needed help and he's just on Suboxone. I said, well, you're going to need, wow. you're going to need to get off of that. Right. So you're going to, you're going to need to go through detox. So, um, I mean, it's best that they do. Some people just do, they just dry out somewhere, but they have to make that absolute decision to stop. So how do you, how do you get them to stop? They got to ask for help and then they have to listen to whatever help is given to them. Um, so, you know, I brought this guy in from Cleveland. He came in, he detoxed, and uh, he, his family couldn't afford treatment. Mm -hmm. So the next best step is to put him in a sober living mm -hmm. and have him get uh, plugged into the 12-step community, which he did. And he either does it or he doesn't do it. It's it's just that simple. You know what yeah. I mean? He's out here in California? He's out here in California now. That kind of goes back to uh, some of the previous episodes and topics that we've had that if you go back to the same environment, it's much more likely that it's just not going to work out for you, right? So you almost depending have... on who you are and how serious you're taking your recovery. Sure. So there's yeah. a lot of people that um, you know, they come, they get sober, but they make that absolute decision that I'm here to stay. Mm -hmm. I know, I understand. In the recovery community, they say one day at a time. Yeah. And the the type of people that raised me in recovery said. One day at a time, we do this thing one day at a time for the rest of our lives. Because mm. you have to come to that conclusion within yourself where you get honest with your innermost self that, mm -hmm. hey, mm -hmm. you know what? Left to my own devices, every time I go back, I'm banging my head into a wall. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm banging my head into a wall, I'm not getting anywhere in life. Mm -hmm. So either I do this recovery thing the way the people that are doing recovery do it, or I do it my way again. And my mm -hmm. way usually gets me uh, loaded. Right. You know, or high or drunk or um, in trouble to mm -hmm. where I get locked up again. So either I do it or I don't. So, I mean, a guy like me, I took it very seriously. In Southern California, wherever I went was a place that I probably used. So when I took it seriously, once I changed my mentality and my behaviors and my actions, it was okay for me to go back home. As mm -hmm. opposed to some people, they get Got triggered. Mm -hmm. You know, So it, I think it t all depends on the seriousness of the yeah, person and, and how serious they're taking um, their recovery. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Well, Pej, thank you so much for this amazing actionable advice for how to ask for help. Thank you. In various different ways so that you can figure out exactly what works for you. Thank you. We'll see you again next week, next time for another amazing and fun episode of Sober, Sober Grind. Grind. 
If you have any questions afterwards, uh, make sure you can always reach us at Austin or Pej at beginningstreatment.com. We'd both be happy to answer your questions. Join our amazing community, our Facebook group that Pej mentioned earlier. It's in the link of this video, but it's called Ask an Addiction Specialist. You can just search for it there and uh, you can go and reach Beginnings Treatment Centers at any time. They are all levels of care and they will really take care of you. You can call them directly at 800-387-6907. Pesh, it's always a pleasure, my friend.